Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. And I'm Kat. And we're back for another episode of your favorite Real Hauntings podcast. That's right. The gang is back together. And we're so excited to bring you a guest yeah. who reached out to us <laughs> that her story was so cool that it was featured in a newspaper article. And we're going to hear all about that. Angela, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you hear about Real Hauntings? Well, uh, during the pandemic, of course, I'd <laughs> start listening to podcasts, um, would go out. I was actually have surgery during, during it, and I started walking and just ran across it, and I got hooked. Oh, that's cool. awesome. Was it all of Noah's bad jokes that got oh, you hooked? So you funny. know, I love bad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the right. host for you. Um, I was making dad jokes long before I became a dad, so I can't use that as an excuse, unfortunately. Well, you know, we love to find out where our guests fall on the believometer. Zero meaning you don't believe in ghosts, and 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale? I would say a 10. Okay. Ooh. Wow. That's pretty convincing. Yeah. So I've had the uh, luxury or pleasure of actually seeing your email, JJ and Kat, we like for them to come in blind on those things. So we can get a natural reaction. Now I know that you had some specific instances in a haunted home and we would love to hear about that, but was that haunting what really turned you into a 10 or did you have things happen um, outside of that home? When I, we first moved my, actually when I was a little girl, things happened in our my very first home but of course I didn't realize what was going on I was just scared of things but once we moved to the second home there were so many things that happened um I kind of threw them off as you know I'm little I had no idea what was going on I just kind of let it go but um as I became older and then started looking back I had some things happen as an adult I'm like what is this what is going on is this paranormal is this what is it and this was in the early 90s when start ramping up, you know, you had Sylvia Brown coming on and, and uh, made me start reading some books and try to question what was happening. And I'm like, you know what, those things that were happening in my house, what did that really happen? And I questioned my parents and my sisters and we started comparing stories. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> so it was, it, it, that's kind of where it, where it all happened. It kind of snowballed. That's funny that you mentioned the late 90s and Kat and JJ, you're a little younger than me, so I'm not sure if it will impact you the same way. But I do remember being a kid and starting to see all the infomercials for like psychics and uh, mm -hmm. ghost stuff. And, you know, that did work to kind of normalize the supernatural to a certain extent or make it the butt of like every joke yes. there for a period. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so you didn't really want to still admit it yet, you know, like, okay, that's not real, or I, or do you believe? I'm not sure. Do they? <laughs> no, you right. don't want to say anything yet. It's always fun to grow up and be like, wait, you had that same experience that I had that I remember from all, all with anything, like right. stories about your parents or the neighborhood, you know, crew or whatever it is. So that's, yeah. that's pretty cool that y'all got to share um, those yes. similar stories. Absolutely. And I'm trying to remember not to sidetrack us, but what was the lady's name 
Miss Cleo, does that sound right? I think that is right. Was that, were you talking about the infomercial or? Yeah, the, the, the yeah. psychic that they would ever, and I think she ended up getting sued for like fraud. For, <laughs> I'm not sure. Everybody do their own research. That's a reckless speculation. Miss right. Cleo, don't come after this us. This was I don't like know. a commercial on the, on. So I've always been a night owl. And so I, and I had a TV in my room as a kid. I was raised by television. And I remember seeing those Miss Cleo ads all the time. And as a kid being like, wait, they're adults that can just tell the future what is going on. <laughs> yeah you call this number and she'd give you a reading mm -hmm. yeah ah. absolutely was it for 1999 something like that yeah exactly right after shamwell <laughs> well angel we would love to jump right in why don't you start us kind of with your earliest hauntings and then work us up to okay. why you're here to talk today and then we'll circle back around just kidding all right <laughs> <laughs> Corporate lingo. He wouldn't understand, JJ. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, my corporate <laughs> brain turned off at five, so. <laughs> oh, I guess the first thing I remember um, when it came to this, this house that we moved into, I was nine. We moved out um, to an acreage. It was a Victorian-style home. Moved out there. Beautiful, beautiful home. And my parents, as we're moving in, started going through, um, you know, like the attic closet. And they found a whole box of pictures of the of the people that had built the home in 1907 it had their family pictures it had um, letters uh, news clippings from the newspaper um, some books in there about spiritualism and um, just you know random stuff well my dad being a history buff just absolutely loved having all these old pictures so you know that we kept them and my mom put them up on a wall just to to have around so they were always they're still there to this day you know just that family kind of we kind of honored that family you know being in that home but I remember our very first experience we hadn't even really started we were just moving in my mom was putting pictures up on the wall she was standing on the staircase it's a big open staircase and I could hear her hammering and at one point she yelled girls stop okay what's going on you know and I'm still put I'm again I'm nine my sister's three and then she yelled girls knock it off so we go in there I'm like what's going on and she says are you under are you guys messing with me are you under the stairs I'm like no we're not playing under the stairs and so she said every time she was hammering on the wall it would she would feel it underneath her feet like she'd hammer three times or four times whatever and then right underneath afterwards it would you know bounce back up you know so she swore that we were underneath the stairs hammering out you know hitting the steps so you know we just kind of put that off as that's weird it wasn't us um could you even get under the steps you you actually could a little bit there was um a closet and then you could go back you know underneath but it was too Harry potter closet okay i was gonna do this thing under. where i'm like what are we all thinking about? But JJ's just like, oh, here, buddy. Well, double cadova. That's what you sounded like, Kat. Bob, you can't just say that. <laughs> um, so technically we could have, but it was way too creepy. And, you know, that there would be no way I'd be under there. And my sister wouldn't either. She was too little. But um, mm -hmm. so, yeah, we just continued with our, did our thing. And I would say, I don't know if it was the same day or a couple days later, um, but my sister was upstairs playing and we heard a loud crash and she come running down the stairs crying. Um, 
you know, like what we were, what's the matter? What's the matter? What happened? And she said, there's a little girl crawling up my, my shelf. Um, my dad went up there and the shelf was all over the, you know, all over the ground. And my uh -huh. little sister claimed that there was a girl on her shelf climbing up, trying to get toys. Uh -huh. Well, we're like, well, okay, are you three? And you're just saying that because, you know. Are you three? Yes. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> you did something wrong. You're just going to blame it on some imaginary friend, you know. And But, you know, there was always part of us going, well, maybe, you know, maybe. Um, so, again, that was just another little thing where you just kind of push to the side. Um, I don't... And, a few years later, I would say, um, I was sleeping and or laying in bed, getting ready to go to sleep. And I always slept with my door open. And with the house being so old, you could always hear creaking and cracking every time anybody walked. So nobody could ever sneak up on you. And I always knew by the sound of the, the footsteps or the creaking who was coming, you know, whether it was my mom or my dad or my sister. And I was um, laying in bed and I heard the all of a sudden somebody was in our my doorway and I thought well that's weird I didn't hear anybody coming down the hall so immediately I was kind of I was kind of scared because I'm like I have no idea who this is and I'm just laying there and my back is actually to the doorway so I couldn't couldn't see and I was actually too afraid to see <laughs> so um I could hear somebody walk across my floor and then sit down on my bed um, at this point, I'd already put the covers over my head because there's no way I was going to see whatever it was I was there. And how old were um, you when that happened? I had to be at least 11, 12 years old. You know, so old enough to know the difference. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I sat there real quick and I was in a waterbed. So imagine a waterbed kind of lean. lean <laughs> you would definitely know then. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm just frozen. I'm not moving. And what then, fun parents they get at a 12 year old, a waterbed. How cool is that? I'm thinking what fun for the ghost. They probably had no idea what that was. They had no idea. <laughs> so I uh, just laid there for a little bit and then the, I could feel whatever was sitting there got up because then the waterbed, you know, leveled mm. out again. Um, and I waited to hear for them to walk away and nobody walked away. So I pulled the covers down and there was no one. Um, that was probably the first time I was ever just scared because I could feel somebody there. I knew somebody was there, but there's no way you can walk across my floor without a noise. It was an old house. Um, so that was my next thing. Um, the other thing that I always in my room I would hear as I would be in my room I could hear my name being called and so I would think it's my mom I'd go downstairs you know hey what'd you want she was oh I didn't call you but well there's a basket of laundry why don't you fold the laundry <laughs> you know what <laughs> okay and this kept going on every time I go down there well I didn't call you there's some dishes go do some dishes you know and so finally I'm like one lady you're losing your mind and two I'm like I'm gonna stop coming downstairs when you call my name uh -huh. um, so it kept happening kept happening um finally I just got to the point where I'm just like what and nobody would answer back and I'd go about my business and then one day it happened again called my name I said what nothing and then it kept calling my name like three or four times after that mm -mm. my gosh okay mom really wants me you know I better go um, opened my door and I yelled down, what do you, what? And it's completely quiet 
And I remember that I'm alone. <laughs> I'm home alone and there's someone calling my name. Um, and, and so it's, it was mimicking your mother. Like it sounded like your mom. It was a female voice. Okay. That's all I know. I would have my radio on and I would turn it off and I'd listen. And sometimes I'd hear it again. And that's when I'd say what, but a lot of times I wouldn't hear it again. Um, and did your sister yeah. experience any of those same types of hauntings that you experienced? That part, no. Um, she did end up, my sister did see as an adult, I would say probably 10 years ago, she was, um, she would come take care of the house when my parents were on vacation. And she called me one day and she was like, oh my God, you are not going to believe what just happened. And I'm like, what? And she said, well, when I pull up in mom and dad's house driveway, I always look at the attic. She goes, I don't know why. I just kind of have expect somebody looking out at me. And I said, oh, I do the same thing. Oh my gosh. Um, she said, yeah. <laughs> she said, but this time the, the curtain was, you know, open, kind of like somebody's holding it back. And she said, I just thought to myself, well, you know, it's probably caught on a nail or whatever, you know, I'll, I'm going to go up and fix it. Cause that's creepy. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to mm. see that. Um, so, you know, a couple of days go by, she keeps forgetting to do it. And every time she pulls up in the driveway, the, the curtains open. Um, she said the last day that before she called me, she was on her way out the driveway. She looked up remembering oh shoot I forgot to go pull the curtain down and as she looked up there's a little girl standing there holding oh my god the curtain open no <laughs> so like outside said, of the window she was inside it was in the attic she was inside holding the curtain so oh. she, she saw that my sister saw that slammed on the brake looked back up and then the curtain was down oh my gosh so it had been open that whole time yeah but when she open. finally saw the spirit it the curtain yeah. shut wow yeah um well, so maybe scared. she was just going in to shut the curtain because she noticed it was open maybe but she's she been did. doing that that means every time she was coming home she'd look up and this little girl would just be waving like yeah Yep. My dogs open. do the same thing every time we pull up. They push their head through the curtain and look out the window. But it's like, why? I mean, she clearly, like, what if your sister had seen her and the little girl didn't know? And so it's like the little girl only closed it when she saw her look back at her. Yeah. Or something. Right. Like when she was know. discovered. And and is, did your sister, does she believe that's the same little girl that she saw crawling on her? Well, she may have been too young. You said she was three. I guess she may not remember. Yeah, yeah she's not really, yeah. I don't know that she would remember, but just makes that's me a, curious. Yeah, because that's a good point. Because maybe she was like showing herself to her because she had played with her. Oh gosh, I'm like literally clenched everywhere. <laughs> like I'm sitting in a fetal position while talking about this. Yeah. Um, and then maybe your sister like convinced herself and was like, okay, I think that really is something. And so the last right. time she looked up, she could see the little girl again. Oof. Yeah. I'm like checking yeah. behind me. <laughs> well, I, uh, as an adult, um, I had gone back and we had this wise idea. Of course, I would never do this now, but, um, had a spirit board. Um, and so my mom and and I think my sister was there this day. I don't, really don't remember. I know my mom for sure was there. And my dad was there. And we were asking, you know, is there a spirit here? And who are you? And all of these things. And the questions that we got answered was, um, it was a little girl. And she said her name was Fanny. 
she was nine and she died in like 18 something. I can't remember the date at this point, but so then we said, well, where were you buried? Um, and it said um, a small town nearby. And my dad like interrupted and says, well, I know this family was buried in such and such cemetery. So we went and sure enough, the people that built the house, their little girl was buried there also. And it was all the same, same name, same date. All of everything matched. The name up. was Fanny on the. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's nice. Yeah, it, and it nobody was, in the family knew that until y'all went to the graveyard, right? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Yep. We did not know. Okay, um, JJ. If that happened to you, you would have to believe, right? Like, because there's no way you could somebody could pull your leg if if nobody had ever been to the grave, right? No. Uh, yeah. Wait. Yeah. Connect the dots with Fanny for me again. My cat was distracting me. I'm so sorry. So we were at the spirit board. I thought it was a ghost, but it was my cat. Okay. (laughs) Just to be transparent. Yeah. So we were asking the spirit board, you know, who was there and, you know, just being playing with it. And that's all of the information they gave us. And we went to go check it out at the Uh, cemetery that she gave us the name to, because it's small town, you know, it's not big at all. So it was not hard to find. Um, So then we started our research on the family and finding all this information out that it did match up. Um, So that was enough to just think, okay, well, could be, maybe, maybe this little girl is Fanny and it is what is happening in this house. So, you know, after that, it was always kind of just like, oh, anything weird happened, even if it was not paranormal. Oh, it's Fanny, you know, hi Fanny, you know, but um, and did the Fanny that was buried in the cemetery, did she pass away at a young age? She did at nine. Uh, wow. Well, I think it was nine. I can't remember now for sure, but it was the age that the quote, yeah. spirit board gave us and what the information that we found on the family that lived in that house. She didn't actually die in that house. The family had built that house, particular house in 1907. Um, and they had lived in another house on that property um, and farmed. But once their farm and their, I think they had a pig farm. Once it started, they started making money. They end up taking that house and moving it down the street. And then they built the, or down the road and started building the house that I grew up in. This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Are you ready to shop? 
Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Do you know how she passed away? Um, it was an illness of some kind. I mm. can't remember if it was pneumonia or something along. Yeah. Wow, along that's that wild. How would you like skeptic this? <laughs> I don't know. I Tell mean... her how she's wrong, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I don't have an explanation for it. I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it seems like there were a lot of details with the spirit board that are more like if you had just yeah. gotten a name. Like, okay, like Fanny's a pretty, like was a pretty common name and like, you know, not too many letters. So I can see how like that might pop up on a spirit board, but uh, yeah, the age and the cemetery and and the fact that like the family was connected to the house, it's, that's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. I think the funny thing is, so my husband, uh, big skeptic was a big skeptic and uh, <laughs> he uh, we one time were out to my parents house and we were taking stuff up to their attic um, and so I don't know if I remember if I mentioned this but they used to have um, the lady of the house used to have seances in that attic she was into spiritualism and she'd have seances up there in fact the uh, wallpaper that they put up was highlight the the light and it's supposed to re- make a reflection a little bit more but um oh, wow. it was uh so that was just kind of I didn't find that out till I was an adult but so anyway as my husband and I are carrying boxes up to the attic he was in front of me the attic doors open and he went to go you know hit the light switch to make it the light turn on and his hand was at least three to four inches away and I'm watching him as he's getting ready to do it. And the light switch went up by itself. Nope. I'm out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's what he said too. <laughs> no, he that's wild. And he turned and looked at me and goes, did you just see that? And I'm yeah, I, I think it was Fanny just trying to help you out there. He's like, uh, you go first. <laughs> oh my God. I have a quick question before we get too far along. So you said that they had a book on um, spiritualism. So was that a book from like, the early 1900s yes it was oh, wow. yeah my dad still has it um on That's the bookshelf. So cool. had, yeah did she have notes in it or anything or was it just no. just a book that no just a book just okay. a book yeah wow. That's That's cool. yeah that would yeah. be fascinating to read mm-hmm. read through yeah. wow it would. so your husband yeah, I, I just I can imagine being in his shoes you know we get a lot of these stories that that I think 
when I, and I'm sure everybody does this, but as you listen to them, it's almost like they play out. It's like a short movie in your head. I mean, I can just see the like skeptic in the movie walking down the stairs being like, bah, Fanny, that's isn't real. And then seeing that light switch just go pop and being like, all right, uh, your turn. I'll yes. be back here. <laughs> yeah. I would lose my everything. Y'all, yeah. we have a mirror hanging like on a wall in our room and we'll wake up in the middle of the night and it literally looks like a head or like a face. And I, I probably scream once or twice a week from it. And then I have to. (laughs) You screamed once this week. (laughs) Okay. It has jolted me so many times, Yeah, but I did scream. Yeah. I appreciate your comedy brain though. Embellishing that story. I do that stuff all the time. And my wife is like, that's not how it happened. He's (laughs) embellishing everything about that. Yeah. No, I, well, it's like when I keeping it real here, when (laughs) I tell a story, I'm like, Oh, this story is really boring. You got to punch it up. Make it sound better. What what my wife really hates is when I tell her stories and punch them up. And she's like, my story was fine without all those extra details. You do that too, JJ. (laughs) You also will be like, we heard so-and-so say this on this date. And I'm like, no, I said that like two weeks, you know. Oh yeah, I definitely do that. I only bring that up to be like, if that light, if I had seen that light switch, oh my gosh, it would be over for me. So picking back up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have you seen any other like inanimate objects move in that way since then? I have not. That was been the only thing that I saw move. Um, mm-hmm. I've never seen her or anything. I've heard her again as an adult. I had gone um, out to my parents' house with my my two kids. They were like early elementary age. And I think, uh, so my son was probably kindergarten and my daughter would have been like four. And we had gone out there to spend the night because we had to get up early to go to attend a funeral. And it was just myself and the kids. And I was a little nervous because I wasn't nervous growing up in the house, but as an adult, and I started putting together like, oh shoot, this house might be haunted. <laughs> That's when I'm like, ah, I'm, you know, I'm not sure I want to spend the night here anymore, but yeah. So when I got into bed, I had the kids on on either side of me, you know, to protect me and everything. So uh, <laughs> I always the use kids. the kids. Yeah. Always, <laughs> always. <laughs> so, so we go to bed and I thought, well, I'll just leave the TV on. That's going to give me light and noise and I won't hear anything. It'll be fine. Um, at one point I, I woke up, you know, I don't know if I woke up because the TV just turned off or I just woke up. I don't know what, why I just woke up, but I realized the TV is off. So I'm laying there thinking, why is the TV off? (laughs) Who turned the TV off? What's going on? And I'm like, well, there's 10 zillion reasons why the TV could be off. You know, it's not paranormal. You're fine. Go back to sleep. So um, I uh, laying there trying to go back to sleep. And as I have my eyes closed, all of a sudden, it was almost instantaneous. I felt like somebody was right in my face at the same time I hear, hi, in a little kid voice, little girl voice. Yeah, And I opened up my eyes really fast and I was expecting to see my daughter like right in my face. And I, there's nobody, there's no one at all. (laughs) I'm like, Oh man. Yeah. So I did not go back to sleep that night. (laughs) (laughs) Stayed wide awake. Do you ever have like issues with sleep or sleep paralysis or kind of that weird, like falling sensation, like right as you're going to sleep? I've had sleep paralysis twice, not in that house, but I've had it twice. 
mm-hmm. once as um in my first apartment when I moved out and then and in that one I had just dropped my husband off um he was in the navy and he's getting ready to go out for just like a few weeks and I came home as really early in the morning dropped off like at three in the morning and came home and I just crashed on the couch and I had that sleep paralysis where I couldn't move but I could hear in my mind who knows what it was but I could hear somebody walking through the house through the apartment like I could hear keys and the mail rustling on the in the uh, little kitchenette that we had and I just kept thinking you know my husband's home what why is he home what's he's doing but I couldn't wake up I could not get out of that sleep so you could do like cat and be like help and he could be like (laughs) JJ and be like oh that's cute she's asleep (laughs) yeah yeah that's always nice (laughs) just just to clarify Kat did not ask me to help. She told me that she was going into the void. <laughs> and me, who was also very sleepy, thought that just meant I'm going to sleep. And I thought, yeah, me too. Yeah, clearly so. I meant sleep paralysis, okay? <laughs> I, so, I hadn't heard that expression from Kat before, so. <laughs> and so then y'all had a kind of a crazy thing happen at Christmas, right? Yes. Um, so we're celebrating Christmas. I have... I have two kids. My sister has uh, three. So the kids were all opening their presents. And um, my son, who was in elementary school, you know, came over to me and he's like, mom, mom, the car is moving. The car is, you know, the remote control car is going. I'm like, well, yeah, it's going. And he says, no, I'm not driving it. I'm not doing it. Like, well, you know, it's probably one of the other remote controls, you know, from your cousins, you know, that they kind of you know, could be making it run, you know, it's like, no, he's getting frustrated with me. Um, so finally he just said, you don't understand. And he picked up, well, first off his car is just driving around in circles, doing its thing. And then he picks up his car and shows me the bottom of it. And there's no batteries in it. And I'm like, what? okay, <laughs> like that car staying at grandma's. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is like the waterbed though. Like a little ghost kid probably has never seen that before. It's like, oh, awesome. Angela, we are not coming over if you invite us for dinner. Sorry. I don't know. I think this ghost just wants new experiences. Yes. JJ is coming. Not, I will not I'm, be there. I want to help this ghost discover uh, new, new things. Like, well, Angela, some sushi. I never had that. But Angela, you were actually able to kind of nip everything in the bud, right? Yeah. Well, you mean yes, I was. I uh, the more I thought about it, and I just kept thinking, you know, actually a friend had mentioned to me, what if this little girl's stuck in in limbo, you know? And I'm like, gosh, I, you're, you know, you're right. I should it just makes me sad just to think that maybe she's stuck. Um, so one time when my parents or no one was there and I didn't want to look crazy, I walked through that. <laughs> crazier (laughs) I would just walk through the house and I just started talking to her I said Fanny you know it's been fun having you here but your family misses you um if it'd be you should go home to them to to heaven with them and just talk to them um talk to her and I was hoping that that worked and I never said anything to my mom uh never said any to anyone and then uh eventually one time I just said mom have you ever had any more experiences here because it was always quiet for me after that and she said no I haven't so I don't I'm hoping that she did go on but 
Yeah, I mean, at least it's a not that it seems like she was a malicious spirit, but at least that you know it's kind of like a happy ending to right. Hopefully, what was going on? Well, I'm always curious when people have these big experiences that kind of last over a period of time, you know, like this, whereas most of us may have one haunting in our entire life that we're not even sure exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. Did that have an effect on, you know, your belief on spirituality, religion, death? I mean, how does all that impact your life as a whole kind of this constant theme of a ghost like that? Yeah, it's always made me, I know I, I said at the beginning, I'm a 10. I definitely believe in it. However, I am a huge skeptic at the same time. I question everything like, well, that could have happened because of, you know, it could have been this or that. But, um, you know, it just makes me know, I feel just in that experience that there is, to me, have to be an afterlife. And, you know, anything is possible. Um, is everything that goes bump in the night or every electronic glitch something paranormal? No, but you know, it gives you a, a whole different outlook. Um, yeah. yeah, it's very, very interesting and very, I don't know, the mystery of it all is always just what, what intrigues me. Absolutely. And I think that's why we keep doing these episodes because, you know, even as many as we've done now, it's amazing how many weeks after weeks I can hear these stories and get, get chill bumps or have to pull my head back from the mic because I gasp or what, you know, it's like, right. we really never know exactly what we're going to get and what we're going to hear. Um, which makes it so much fun. I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're collecting scientific data, right? <laughs> yeah. JJ, we're scientists. <laughs> Eat it. I mean, this is it. This is the data content for our scientific experiment on what ghosts are. Yep. Maybe for like a qualitative study or something. But don't use big is... words on me. I don't know what that means. <laughs> But it is really cool to like listen to all these stories and exactly like you said, like the mystery of it is so fascinating. The mystery of of not knowing and trying to be okay with that, but then like wait, laying awake at night just thinking about those things and like right. what on earth. So you um, know what I think is so cool, Angela, is that so many of your stories. What was that? Was that your dog? It was my dog. I'm oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm literally so on the edge of my seat. Right. Everything's making me jump. <laughs> JJ like moved his head and I was like, what? But he was just looking at something else. Anyways, Ooh, I'm fine. It's been a long day. So um, my thing was, oh, I think it's cool how most of like your personal experiences are things that you've heard. Um, it just makes me feel, and then you were able to like talk to her and tell her to go back. So maybe there's some sort like that all of our friends that come on and tell us about like clairvoyance and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't remember exactly which one is like hearing. And so I think that's really cool. And maybe your sister is more seeing it, you know, cat. I'll show yeah. you. This is the house Angela sent over. Um, oh, wow. That, Oh, I didn't mean to make that face at the house. I was just scared. There was going to be a ghost in it. That's a beautiful house. Oh, that's a, wow. that's a person, not a ghost. No, that's a plant. Wow, Catherine needs to calm down. <laughs> that's really that's pretty cool. cool. I love that. Well, Angela, thank you so much for coming and sharing those stories. I'm curious, since you have listened to the podcast, do you have any favorite episodes or guests that we've had on? I have so many. I recently, I can't think of her name, but I like, um, there was somebody on there with the, um, they do a lot of the 
oh my gosh, like the, she does paranormal and she does like haunted real estate. Or, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes, Katie yes. Price, the um, yes. haunted historian episode. That was that was really yeah, that was wild. Life. I enjoyed that one too. Have you listened to the one from this past Monday? I haven't. Okay, oh. so buckle in for that one because that I would say hands down. And and Kat, have you listened to it yet, or you just heard from JJ? I'm still too scared okay. to listen to it, but I heard through them, and I yeah. had to sleep with a lamp on that night. I think JJ and I would probably <laughs> both agree that was probably the most compelling scary story um it, it felt so real because it dealt with like some real life trauma and stuff mixed in with it and it had a very like cinematic ending so i would definitely recommend and i would love to get your feedback on it if you want to email and, and let us know but that was oh, a pretty, yeah. pretty wild one well that's so cool did you have anything you wanted to promote for coming on the podcast I really don't know. Thank you so much for coming on and just you're so kind and warm hearted. And it's been really nice talking to you about such an intense story. And we yeah. should mention before we go off. I'm sorry, Kat, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, I, I just sorry, Angela, um, can you tell us real quick about submitting the story to the newspaper and the feedback you got back from that? I completely oh. forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So this was just a small town, my small town uh, paper, my dad um, contacted me and said, Oh, yeah, hey, they're, you know, looking for some stories of some haunted stories for October for the, you know, the, the county, if we had any any places in the county that were haunted just to you know submit a story so that's where I submitted all of my my stories um and in the feedback was I had several friends reach out and go I knew it you know I knew your house was haunted and um wow. one one in particular was my best friend's little brother um he contacted me he said I told you I don't know if you remember we I come to get we came to get Wendy one day or pick her up and I looked up and there was a little girl in your window and I asked, who is this little, who's the little girl? Now, I don't remember that at all, um, but he was insistent. He goes, I asked you guys and you were like, there's no little girl. Wow, <laughs> so, Fanny. Dude, yep, stop. it was Fanny. <laughs> also, for some reason, I can't hear the word Fanny and not think Fanny Mae. I don't know what that's all about, but I guess, is that oh. student loans? Is that what Fanny Mae is? <laughs> yeah, okay, oh never God. mind. I'll cut Sally that out. Oh, okay, you're right. I don't know. That's just my brain. Um... <laughs> JJ's like, you can see him calculating. He's like... Like, no, no, it's just well, cool, Angela. Thank you. Like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, the, yeah, I don't know what they did, but it like I don't either, but yeah, yeah. that sounds right. I'm gonna go with that. To merge well, or something. Yeah, I think I think my like little ghost meter thing moved closer to 10 tonight. Yeah, it's yeah. not 10, I, my, it's not 10, but it's probably like six. My little ghost meter yeah. moved a little too. That was that was a good one. Mine's just like spinning around in circles. So it's <laughs> like, I don't know what to think. Uh, I'm broken. Um, <laughs> so with that, I'm Noah Daniels. Yeah. I'm JJ. I'm Kat. I'm Angie. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. 
the uh, Shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.